Welcome back to the Off the Waitlist podcast. I'm your host, Moses Siem, and today we have a very special guest. Really excited for you guys to hear from her. Her name is Lauren Bowman. She is owner and founder of City Cycle here in Seattle. It's in the Greenwood area. If you're in the area or just want to check out a dope cycle studio, be sure to check it out. And I'm really excited to dive into this interview. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. This is episode 19 with Lauren Bowman. Enjoy. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yay, yeah, I can hear you good. Great. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. It's good to see you, talk to you. Yeah, you too. You <laughs> seem so busy. I am. I in am. Like, in, like a, in like a great way. Yeah, I mean, you know the life, running around, working. I mean, you know, not quite as, not quite as <laughs> on your level, maybe one day, maybe one day. And then, then I'll like come back around and do another podcast with you. Yeah. There like, you go. yeah. <laughs> um, what's going on? What's new? What's, what's happening? Not a whole lot. I mean, you know, different stuff each day, but just working at the studio and, yeah. you know, bobbing and flowing, just navigating the fitness world after COVID. Are, are you still living in like the Greenwoodish, Finney-ish area? Yeah, I live in Finney Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I live like right behind the zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really close to the studio. I don't know if you remember this. Oh my God, you've been to my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. And I still live there. Was it my phone that I left? Oh my gosh, you left your phone. That's at- what it was. Yeah. And yeah. I messaged Rachel but you guys already gone home. So then you met me at my house. To come yep. Yes. Yep. So for that, that was yep. so long ago. That was, that felt like 10 years ago. Right. I it mean, I so long it was ago. like four, four, almost five years ago. Um, yeah, for sure. Crazy. Uh, well, thanks for taking the time out of your day. Thanks um, for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, this is gonna be great. Um, what I do with my peeps who come on the podcast is, have them do like a 60 second life recap, okay. whatever you think is important, whatever you want to put in there, 60 seconds, you can go from your childhood, okay. whatever, um, with about like 15 seconds left, I'll give you like a little hand signal okay. to let you know that it's almost time to wrap it up and that we're getting close. All right. So go ahead and take a deep breath, get your thoughts together. Okay. 60 you know, seconds. yep. I know this is just the warm up. So okay, I like it. Let's All do right, it. let's do it. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one, <laughs> go. Okay. So my name is Lauren. I was born and raised in Anchorage, Alaska. So pretty big city in a very big state. Um, born and raised there until I was 18. And then I moved to Washington and I went to Washington State University for college. Did four years there. And then after that, I moved to Seattle. Um, a lot of people that go to Washington State moved to Seattle. So I felt like I had a good community of people. So I moved to Seattle in 2013. And I've lived all over the place, Kirkland, Bellevue, Seattle, um, before I landed in Finney Ridge. And then in about 2017, um, yeah, it was early 2017, I started my own studio, City Cycle. So I worked a couple of different jobs here throughout Seattle until I landed um, on City Cycle that I wanted to open. And that was about six years ago. So I've been in Seattle for like nine years now. Wow. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. It does go by so fast. Yeah. Like people are always like surprised. They're like, wait a minute. It seems so much longer when I'm holding yeah. a plank for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Um well, okay. We got a lot to unpack. People okay. have a lot of questions for you. Oh, good. Yeah. So this is going to be great. Okay. Let's, I usually start from the beginning. Like, what were you like as a kid? What, like growing up in Anchorage, Alaska? Yeah. So Alaska is definitely a very unique place to grow up in. And I guess I didn't really realize that until I moved to Seattle. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything you hear about Alaska is true. It's dark. It's cold. <laughs> it's really cold. The winter goes on for nine months and the sun doesn't come up. All that stuff is true. However, when you grow up there, you don't realize that that's really weird until you live somewhere where that's not 
normal. So it was a lot of fun, super outdoorsy all the time, snowboarding, soccer, fishing, all that kind of stuff. People are very outdoorsy. If you live in Alaska, that just kind of comes with how you are and how you grew up there. Yeah. Um, but it's also a very small town. Not a lot of people live in Alaska. I think there's 600,000 maybe in the whole state and about 300,000 in Anchorage, the city that I grew up in. So there's not a whole lot of opportunity for career growth unless you, you know, work in oil, aviation, fishing, like super niche stuff to Alaska, um, which right. is a lot of why people move and live there. However, that was not for me. So um, I, <laughs> I knew that once I was old enough to go to school, I wanted to leave a lot of people from my high school, go to the same schools on the West coast. So that's how I kind of landed on Washington. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Have you, had you ever visited Washington before? Yeah, we have some family. Um, so Alaska is a relatively new state. It's only been around for 50 some years. So my generation is the first generation to be born and raised in Alaska, mm -hmm. right? So my parents, um, for the most part, and everyone there moved there. So there's not really a whole lot of families that are from Alaska that would be older than me, right? Right. So all of our family was in California. My dad is from the South. He's from Georgia, South Carolina, Florida. My mom's from LA. She used to live in Seattle. So our family was all over the place. Um, so we, we like traveled around a lot and I was familiar with Seattle. My aunt lives in Seattle and we would come down this way a lot. Got it. What, yeah. um, what did you study at Wazoo? Go Cougs. Oh my gosh. So go Cougs. Yes. So I used to be one a teacher, want to be a teacher. So I actually got my degree. In, I have a bachelor's in history, which is just so funny because I've literally done nothing with that since. I mean, <laughs> but once you you're, know. yeah, once you're like locked in, you're like, okay, well, I'm a year away. I'm not going to change anything. I think right. the most important thing I've learned is that, you know, just graduate with a degree and you can figure out the rest later. True. Do you yeah. ever like spit any like historical facts while you're on the mic? Oh God, no. <laughs> I love like history movies. I love learning that kind of stuff. I think it's super interesting, like yeah. how time has evolved. I do love that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm, I wouldn't call myself like a history buff by any means. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you're probably good to have in trivia. Like okay, go I will to trivia say nights. I, I really am good at trivia. See? Yeah. Because there's always like, like a lot of random history. Right. And I'm really good at geography. I'm good at memorizing that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. So that's a fun Interesting. Yeah. Um, What was, uh, what do you remember like your first memory of fitness, whether it was like growing up an athlete, doing sports or what have you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I grew up playing a lot of sports. I was snowboarding every weekend. I played soccer for like 11 years. I played volleyball. I never got into really competitive sports. Um, it was always just a lot of fun. And my brother is six years older than me. So I would kind of just whatever he was doing, you know, I thought was the coolest thing. So yeah. I would really get into snowboarding and, um, and that kind of stuff. And I don't think I really I think my first memory of like group fitness was probably in college when, um, I would go to like the rec center and they had cycle classes there. And I remember that's probably the first like group fitness class I can remember ever taking. Mm. So that was like 2012, maybe. What what was that experience like where you're like, oh, wow, I want to do this? Or was it just like for no, fun? No, I never thought about teaching. I just kind of enjoyed, I just felt like I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge about what to do at the gym. Like I always wanted to be in shape. I always felt like I never was, mm. but I just felt like I lacked the knowledge to actually be effective at it. Right. Like I would go to the gym all the time, right. um, but looking back on it, it's like, okay, I was just walked for 30 minutes and then like did 10 crunches. You know what I mean? So I never like had the knowledge, but I remember like taking group classes where it was just so much structure that you were able to like actually be effective with it, um, without having to like have that knowledge yourself. Right. And I think that's what originally kind of like drew me into that. That's so interesting because I mean, obviously you're such a great athlete that I think, I think a lot of people are in that same boat of, yeah. I, I go to the gym and I don't really know what to do. Right. Um, so what is your workout regimen like now? Do you, is it like strictly cycle? Do you incorporate strength training? Like oh, what's your yeah. go-to? So obviously I cycle every single week. I range from probably four to 
seven or eight classes, which I don't recommend. I think like three to four is like a great balance for me. Um, anything less than four, you know, I kind of feel like unfulfilled job wise and just like passion wise. Right. Um, anything more than six or seven, I really hit that kind of like exhausted feeling at the end of the week. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, anywhere from four to seven. And then I, I meet with a trainer twice a week for weight training, um, which has been awesome for me because if you're obviously just doing cardio with nothing else, um, you could just, you know, you wither away anything of too much, right. You don't want to get right. burnt out. So I love strength training. It always makes me feel stronger when I do cycling. Um, and cycling really helps with my endurance. It helps me yes. feel stronger when I lift weights. So they're both great. And then I love just going around and randomly taking classes places. I don't, I'm really scheduled with the weight training, um, and the cycling. And then like last week I went to F45 for an hour class with my husband. I love going to Barry's once in a while, pure bar, um, Pilates, like anything just to switch it up. Yeah. Not necessarily like, yeah, I love the workout, but I also just love the social aspect of it, meeting yeah. people and just staying connected with like other people in the fitness industry. I love doing that. Yeah. I think, I think it, says a lot about you on how you're so ingrained in the community. And so it, like in the fitness community in Seattle, obviously in particular, yeah. um, I think just, you know, watching from afar, you do a really good job of like just being in oh, thank you. the yeah. community. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what was it like to, oh, like going from fitness enthusiasts going to group classes here and there to that switch of like, Oh, wow. You know what? I think I'm going to open up my own spot. That seems like a big jump. Did you start yeah. teaching classes anywhere and then started getting into it? Or was it like this whole business mindset and like, yeah. but this is what I love to do. Like walk me through yeah. that. So my, I always knew I wanted to open my own business. Mm. I didn't know necessarily what it was going to be but my dad is an entrepreneur. My mom is an entrepreneur. My grandpa is an entrepreneur. I grew up watching that. And I knew, I always knew that I was going to do that. I just didn't have like a focus or a vision or a passion until I was like 24, 25 about what exactly that was going to be. So when I started really getting into cycling, I just fell in love with it. And it was like, it's like 2015. It was when it was just starting to pop on the scene. You know, like Soul Cycle was just starting. Flywheel was like the big dog at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul Cycle was just kind of coming on the scene, and like these local boutique places were just starting to pop up. Like there really wasn't. Now they're all over the place, but five, six years ago, there really wasn't a lot of them. So True. I would go take classes other places, and I loved it. But I would always leave feeling like. Oh, you know, there's just, I feel like there's a piece missing mm. and it was that kind of like local connection to people and these kind of like recipes that someone who maybe has never lived in Seattle is just coming and dropping in Seattle and they don't know the people, they don't know the vibe, they don't yep. know the demographic or the needs of the people that are in the classes. And for so long that's worked because there was nothing else, right? You don't know what you're, you've never had. True. So sometimes I would take these classes and, you know, I would just, I would go to the same place for maybe close to a year. And I just left feeling like no one bothered to take the time to know my name. Hmm. No one took the time to, you know, maybe there's one, one or two instructors here and there, totally. but felt like a brand as a whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just, every time I would go, I would start to be like, okay, there's, there's something missing. And I feel like I really could hit that. And I was living in Scottsdale for a little bit and um, I had gone to a studio there and it's called the Madison Improvement Club. And this was like years ago, but I left and they had really cool lights like we do at City Cycle and really loud music. And that was the first experience of like a local cycle studio I've had. And I remember leaving that class being like, that was the dopest class I've ever been to. And there's nothing like this in Seattle. And this could be huge. And I remember calling my mom, leaving that class. And I was like, mom, 
I'm quitting my job and this is what I'm doing, you know, and of course for like a couple of months and I didn't, it wasn't like you know, out of a <laughs> was, movie or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it was a slow burn. But after that, like when I had that experience, I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. It took me a while to obviously like move the pieces. But I remember thinking like, there's a huge hole in Seattle when it comes to this kind of connective piece inside fitness. Yes. And for people who aren't super athletic, but want to be, or want to be in that vibe, and um yeah so that's how it kind of got started that is so cool um because when i think of city cycle i think of the lights like that's just the right. first thing that i think of like as far as like aesthetic right goes. obviously the community is amazing i know a few of your instructors yeah um the community is really great there <laughs> but just like aesthetically it's like the first thing right. i think of is the light so uh you did a great job of like okay. harnessing that energy and, 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 and that vibe. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. So what were you doing before? Like when you're like, I'm quitting this job, what were you doing? Yeah. So I worked for a lot of, a couple different companies doing event planning. I thought after college, I loved kind of like the logistical side of things. And I worked for a couple different companies doing event planning. I worked for a company downtown that did all of Microsoft's events. So like their big parties, even up to like product releases, they hire out these companies to plan these huge parties for them. So I worked for one of those company, a couple of different ones. Um, and then in Scottsdale, I was working for the college football playoffs, working on the Fiesta Bowl, doing logistics stuff for them. And that's when I was down there and I got this idea for City Cycle. And um, I always thought maybe I'd open my own like event company. And then I just kind of fell into fitness and fell in love with it so much. And I just saw like in Seattle, there was such a big opening for it. There was nothing at the time. Um, so I just kind of took it and run with it. That was like in 2015. That's so wild to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, like, so, so did you start training anywhere? Yes. So I, when I first started, right, I was looking for real estate for a place to have the studio. Got it. And that was really hard. That took me probably a year and a half. Mm. And so in you got to be patient kind of right. like, yes, you have to be patient and yeah, it's just time consuming. And so during this time, and even when I found the space, it still took us five years into to negotiate. I mean, five months, five, five, I was five, like, damn, five no, years, five, no, five months to negotiate the lease. And then another seven months to actually build the space out. Cause what we mm. took over was completely empty. It was a brand new building. Yeah. So during that time I traveled around to a bunch of different places and I reached out to owners and I met with them and I said, Hey, let me pay you. And let me just pick your brain for three days. And let me just sit in the corner of your studio and watch people come in, you know, observe. And so I spent that year before we opened developing the training manual for our instructors, the front desk guide for how we want to check people in the lighting, all that kind of stuff. I spent so much time before we opened where we were kind of in limbo of trying to find a space, um, kind of developing the brand and just getting everything set out in front of me. That's yeah. I'm sorry. My mind is like <laughs> melting right now. So Alaska girl yes, goes to Wazoo to study history because she wants to be a teacher. Right. Goes, moves to Seattle, becomes an event planner, goes to Arizona for, as an event planner, gets the fitness bug. And then a year later <laughs> right. has her own studio. Okay. Well, it sounds crazier when you've laid it out like that, but well, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's pretty wild. Honestly, it's pretty wild. It's wild, but I, I think I've always been, and maybe, maybe it's just from the way I was raised and how I grew up and my parents and how supportive they are. But I am always like, if there is something that you want to do, there's a way to figure it out. And I've never been super intimidated by that process. Mm. Like looking around at, you know, these huge companies around us, like Apple, Uber, all these huge companies. Truly, I don't think anyone that 
builds these brands are any smarter than you or me. Mm. I just think that they are more proactive. You know, maybe they are the creative Apple. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. (laughs) These people. I, I got it. Okay. That invent this stuff. Like they really are no smarter than us. They're just out there hungrier to make it happen the output yeah yeah i've never been intimidated by that process to me i'm like there's always a way to figure it out and there's someone you can reach out to who does have the answers Mm. like it's never that's never been intimidating to me and the I've never been like scared to fail at something, if that makes sense. I'm That's, not comparing yeah. myself to Steve Jobs or no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I like, like yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really yeah, think yeah. anybody could do it. Yeah, I think that having that type of mindset is huge, and like, it's cool to hear that your parents and grandparents were entrepreneurs, and yeah, you know, like that, that kind of that gene that can be worked on of not being afraid to fail is such a key one to have. And like, you are a testament to that, I think. And, um, like what you've built over there, for those of you who don't know, city cycle, it's in Greenwood. Right. 85th. Yeah. 85th. Fred Myers. Yeah. Right across the street from the Fred Meyer. If you haven't yet go check them out. Um, okay. So moving forward then, um, like how did you, start building your team like so the vision is set you have this spot uh like did you my my question my thing is is like if if you were just like observing because your instructors are so solid that um who were you trained by and how did you become a trainer of so many solid trainers you know what i mean right yeah that's a great question and Yeah. Like I said, the year before we opened, I spent so much time traveling around to other studios in California, Texas, Arizona, and seeing what I really loved and seeing what I really didn't love. Mm -hmm. And I built this training manual and I've, I think finding people to mentor you and people that inspire you is so important, no matter what stage you're at. And I had a, a lot of those people along the way. And I made connections with these people when I would go train at these studios with their lead instructors or whatnot. Hmm. And I would train with them. I mean, probably like five or six different studios. I, and I took every cycle training there was under the sun, like from Schwinn, from all these like certified companies. And then I also went to local places that provide no certification, but that teach you style. You know what I, I mean? See. That teach you yeah. like swag, the icing on top, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And just out of trial and error, you kind of develop your own style that way. Um, but you have to be, I was very, very confident with the vision of what I wanted and what that instructor looked like in that space. And so when I opened, I think there was only five of us at the time. Um, But yeah, they kind of all fit under this umbrella of of what I had in mind. And then from there, we just kind of picked instructors from people that would come to ride, which is something that we still do to this day. But um, yeah, I think just finding people that inspire you that are like-minded and have other successful brands building relationships with those people, I think is so important. And that's what I, that's what I did in the beginning. I think from what I'm hearing on top of your willingness to kind of like fall on your face and just like kind of grind it out. I think one of your strengths is vision. Like, seems like you have very clear visions of what, what you want out of whatever it is that you're going for. And maybe right. that's, maybe that comes from, again, your background and like being an yeah. event planner, like, right. Like we don't have time to try and make 10 decisions. Like this is how I see it in my head. Right. And so this is where we're going. Like, of course there can be different ways to approach it. Yeah. Um, but this is what I have in my head and y'all trust me to be the event right. planner. So we're going. <laughs> no, of course. I think that's, that's really important for any like entrepreneur mm-hmm. that starts out is you have to get very clear about what your brand is, what you stand for, what it is, where you want to go and how you're going to get there. And especially when you are young, I mean, I was only 25, yeah. when I, like started all this stuff and being a woman and being in an industry where you are showing up to work in yoga pants every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
not everybody takes you too serious and everybody kind of throws in their two cents on you when you're telling them like, oh, I'm starting my own business and whatever. So if you don't, if you're not really sure on what your brand is, it's really easy for you to just take in everybody's advice. And then all of a sudden you have a brand with like, you don't know what the vision is and you don't know where you're going. You're just kind of like out there floating. So it's important to figure that out in the beginning. And of course you evolve and those things change over time. But for the most part, you as the owner should make those decisions and, and people will follow you better that way. That kind of leads perfectly into the next question is, is like, would you say that's a good answer to how you specifically city cycle specifically stands out in such a saturated market? Like I, you know, I, obviously indoor cycling, indoor cycling is big now. It's huge. Like right. people love to do it. Yeah. Um, so how, how do you stand out as a brand? That, I love that question. Um, I think the number one thing I focused on is connecting people. Mm. And that might be confusing because we are a fitness studio. And at the end of the day, like that's what attracts people in the door for their first time is that it, we're offering cycle classes, but it's so much more than that. And that has taken a lot of effort, um, throughout the past five years to build, but that it's beyond working out. It's a space for people to connect. And I think that is what makes us different. Um, and I think that happens organically a lot of places and it has happened organically in ours as well, but we've also put a lot of effort into it in mm. the way that we train our staff and the way that we interact with our people and the way that we teach classes. Um, and I think that is what's made us a lot different than other places. And I think almost, you know, this word like community, it's almost become this like marketing tool for a lot of places and Very different true. industries like, oh, it's all about community. But, you know, when you go through something hard or you're in a bad place, it's like, okay, well, that's when you'll really find out if that is true in your space or not. And I think over the past five years, our community has continued to grow and grow and grow. And it's definitely what makes us different. Yeah, that is so true. Just like it, it's almost become like a part of the training manual. Right. 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 Yeah. Like community. Okay, cool. Yeah. This is how we build it. But it's like, can you do it without? It's almost like, can you do it? Can you build community without trying to build community? Right. You know, like just hiring the right people, like yes. getting the right people 100%. in the building. And it's like cultivating this community, this culture right. without. 100%. Talking about it, like without like driving, it should just be like right. a part like of someone's side effects yeah. of people that you hire. If you hire totally. the right people and, and that's really hard. I think the, the hardest part of any small business is finding the right people mm. who share your passion, who are genuine, who are, you know, there for the same reasons to connect with other people in the way that you are that's not easy to find. I mean, it's hard enough to find good fitness instructors, right? But that's yeah. not enough. We've had so many great instructors try out that we've passed on because they just don't seem like at the time, a great fit into our team. Yeah. And so it, it's so much more than just cycling and, and fitness. It has to be about that connection piece. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, yeah, it takes work. And, but it comes with the people and it's the more people that you have that are like-minded, the easier it comes. Yeah. And, and it might like take a long, like a little longer to find someone to, right. you know, but it's like, that's the sacrifice you take, you, yeah. that you probably take as the owners. Like, you know what, right. like we need someone, but I'm not just going to hire anyone. Right. You know, yeah, just cause. Yeah. And you like, I read a book once that said, if you sell, if you just sell a product, right, you could sell a product to anyone, any Joe Schmo off the street could walk in and buy a cup of coffee from you. And they'll never come back to your coffee shop because mm. they could get coffee, you know, anywhere else. But if you focus on the way that someone feels once they buy your product, so it's not really the product, it's the feeling that a consumer gets when yeah. they have your product. Mm. That is what keeps people coming back. So 
yeah, anyone could go sweat for 45 minutes, literally anywhere and probably for less money and closer to their house. You know, we have people drive from Bellevue or Issaquah. It's, they could get that anywhere or even work out at home, but they're not going to get that feeling of us greeting them by their name, asking how their trip was, asking how they were doing, you know, connecting with them in that way makes them feel seen. And in a lot of other areas in their life, they might not get that anywhere. And that's the piece that they come back for. True. I, I think, yeah, that's, that's, I a hundred percent agree with you there. What's really tricky is I think Seattle is such a weird market because it takes 40 minutes to go four miles sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you know you're doing good, when people from like where, like right. shoreline, like wherever are coming yeah. into your studio. And um, so how, how was the pandemic for you guys? What was that like navigating through that? It was, um, it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. There were moments that we were up there moments that we were down. Um, I was definitely someone in the beginning that I was like, Oh, this is, we'll close for a month and we'll be back open next month. Like me too. I 100% believed that. And so I never, and looking back on it, I'm glad that I was that way or else like you could go into a dark place thing, you know, when you own a business real quick. So I'm glad that I was naive in that sense because it kind of kept my, hopes up like fire going a little bit right I was still like really in it yeah but um so our landlord was great to us and they worked with us the whole time Mm. if they had not done that we probably would have closed Mm. rent is outrageous in Seattle yep and I just was you know right away I reached out to our landlord and I was just super honest I said listen without you working with me it doesn't make sense for me to stay open you know like I it's just throwing money out the door when we legally can't have people in, I can't bring in revenue, Mm. but I have to pay these bills. Like it just won't work. And they knew that. And they didn't want that either because you know, our lease is for another five, six years. So they were great. They worked with us. Had they not done that, it would be a different story. Mm. Um, We pretty quickly shifted into online classes, filming stuff. And then we rented out all of our bikes, which was great. Mm. Um, So the first, you know, six months were okay. And then I think as the pandemic went on, people were less and less excited to like help out small businesses because everyone's going through their own thing. You know what I mean? Yep. In the beginning, everyone's like, yes, buy gift cards and buy this and buy that. And then by like month six, it was like small business who like everybody kind of like faded out. So the longer it went on, the harder it was. And I think actually the hardest moment for us was when, um, we reopened because we could only reopen with 10, five or 10 bikes. And so everyone sees that as like, Oh, amazing. They made it through. They've reopened and, and yeah, they're good. Like, right. They're good. We don't need yeah. to like, you know, champion for them anymore. In reality, it's like, well, we used to have 40 people in class. Now we're down mm. to 10 and yeah, we're open, but like our bills aren't any cheaper. And now we right. only have 10 people. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of up and down, um, but our community was so supportive. Our staff was great. Um, it was challenging, but definitely we we survived. You guys are here. We're here. Hey, we're here. You did. You did it. You did it. And hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, are you guys at full capacity now? We are. Nice. Yeah, we went back to full capacity. Um, well, you know what? We had thirty six spikes before. Yeah, we're at thirty six again. So yeah, yeah, we are, and we. Just stop wearing masks in March. Yep. Same, yeah. Same with berries. Yeah. Like we're yeah. full capacity, full go. Like yeah. no masks. Awesome. It, it feels. It finally feels like okay, cool. Like, right. You know, and like I, I realize that we're still kind of in it a little bit, but right. it does finally feel like we've gotten over that hump and like yeah. over that over the top and and on the other side. So, so what are what are next steps for City Cycle? Oh, for, first of all, how did you come up with the name City Cycle? You know what? I think my mom came up with it. I oh, really? I gotta give her credit. Yeah. Let's I was go, just mom. like, I know I was trying to think of a name that, you know, at the time 
I was like, well, who knows how big it's going to grow. So I was trying to think of something that could drop, you could drop it into any city and it could be a success. Um, so I think that's how we landed on city cycle, but I, I have to give the credit to my mom. I'm pretty sure she came up with it when we were just driving in the car. What, what do you remember any, uh, alternatives that you had? Like one that, yeah, I, I was like stuck on, you know, I wanted something that was like clever with like a wheel and like spin and, um, you know, cycling and like 360. I, I don't even know. I don't think we ever landed on another one because they were so bad. <laughs> You're but, like, no, uh, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> I never came up with any great ones that were torn between. Well, sometimes the simple ones are so like city yeah. cycles, like so simple, but it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It, it fit like it fits exactly. It just like works. And right. it's so simple. And yeah, like it is. now, like looking back on it, you spend like so much time. Like, oh my gosh. Right. Cause I mean, it's important, but yeah, now it's just like, whatever you land on, it sounds better than where you say it. Yeah. 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 And like, especially, you know, when you get to that point of like opening a shop, then it's like, oh, it's usually you have that moment where it just kind of right. clicks and it's like, yes. Yeah. Okay. We're, yeah, we're rolling. Yeah. Um, it's pretty rare where you're like, I'm not super excited about the name, but we're going to go <laughs> with, it. with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. What are next steps for city cycle and you? Yeah. So we just re-signed our lease not too long ago for another five years. Dope. Congrats. So, thank you. Yeah. We are locked in at our location for another five years before COVID hit. I was kind of on the prowl for another location. Um, I was looking at a space in Totem Lake on the East side in that new Ooh, outdoor mall, yeah. um, which in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't sign anything before COVID. True. Um, so I would love to open another location. I, with COVID and everything, I don't know what the future of indoor fitness looks like. Right. And I don't feel confident enough at this moment to put all my eggs into that basket. Um, So I would love to just ride things out for another six months and make sure things continue to go the way they go. On the right path, yeah. Yeah, and then I would definitely dive back in looking for another space. I would love to add some kind of weight training classes, something like that, and just Oh, we're getting like the inside scoop over here. Let's go. (laughs) Would you think about somewhere on the east side still? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've looked at like a couple other spaces. Yeah. Bellevue, Kirkland. I looked at West Seattle for a little bit, but with the bridge being closed, I didn't spend too much time. It's tough. Yeah. West Seattle's tough. I know. It's really tough, but there, there's like, there's a, there's a lot of good people out there. There is a lot of our members have moved out there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are moving out there. Yeah. Yeah. And is the bridge opening up soon? (sighs) You know what? I think it might be, but I feel like we've been saying that for like a year. That's true. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> anyone, anyone not from Seattle is like, what the fuck are they talking yeah. about? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. There's this bridge. It's closed. It's like the only way to get there. Otherwise it takes like an hour yeah. to get there. Yeah. Um, well, that's exciting. I, like, I, I would be really excited if you guys expanded obviously in the yeah. right circumstance and, and, and everything like yeah. that. Um, where, where do you see, um, yourself then? Like in the next five years, are you still going to be like in the community teaching stuff? Or like, do you I more love global? teaching. Mm-hmm. I love teaching cycle. I love being in the thick of it with everybody. Um, so I don't see myself ever stopping doing that. Mm-hmm. I teaching makes me happy and it brings me joy. And I love being able to meet people and connect pe- with people through fitness. So mm-hmm. I think I will continue to teach fitness no matter what that looks like for a long time. Um, I don't think I will teach seven, eight classes a week forever. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in the next five years, my husband and I are definitely going to be having kids and probably moving out of the city, maybe over to the East side a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So that will look different, but I, I want to continue to grow our brand and I will always be an entrepreneur. I'm always, I've got a couple ideas for a couple other businesses that I've always got floating around. Okay. Okay. Um, so if one of those ever lands comes down to earth, you might jump on it. Let's hear half of one. Oh my God. A half baked one. I know, I know you might not want to like share and reveal everything. Okay. All right. I'm going to share 
You guys, if I see this pop up somewhere, uh, you better not take this. This is Don't. this is Lauren's shit, y'all. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna give you what. So this is a two part business, and I'll give you the first part. Okay. All right. Sweet. So, you know the wine industry. Like you feel like you have to have like a degree in wine to understand yep. what wine pairs with what food, whatever. So my idea is a label that you would sell to a wine company. You put it on the wine bottle and it says like pairs with, you know, filet mignon or salmon or pasta or whatever, or it has an occasion. It says like, Hey, bring this to your in-laws house for Thanksgiving, bring this as a wedding gift, bring this as a birthday gift. And then when you get there or you buy it, you can peel the label off. So you just look like, you know, a lot about wine. Wow. And you show up with the right wine. And then your girlfriend's parents are like, wow, nice. This wine goes great with this steak. And you're like, I know. There you, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> D- no one take it. No one take it. <laughs> um, see it, Moses, I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, thank you for divulging that. It's just a little I, one, okay? That, yeah. I, I can't release my big ideas. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We appreciate any intellectual property. Yes. But again, that is copyrighted, y'all. <laughs> Um, sweet. This seems like a natural transition to transition into our quick hitters. There's three different levels here. Okay. As we go deeper and deeper into the levels, they get more and more in depth. Okay. Kind of like inception. Oh. Level one is like either, or, or would you rather? Okay. Very simple. Are you a pizza or a taco person? Pizza. Ooh. 100%. That, that's so funny because those two people are very quick to answer, but people love either or. Right. Yeah, I'm a pizza girly. What do you have a favorite pizza spot? Oh my gosh. That you can shout out? You know what? I love Zeke's, but it's like so expensive. Yeah, it really is. It really is. There's one like right by my house. I love $25 a pie. Yeah. It's like getting crazy. But I do get it. It's really good. I do it's love good. Zeke's. Yeah. Pagliacci is good too. Yeah. That's a close um, uh, are you a dog or a cat person? Dog. 200%. Do you, have, do you have dogs? We did have a dog and we had a dog when I was growing up. So I'm a big dog person. I am not a fan of cats. Any particular reason why? No, I just, you know, they kind of scare me to be honest. <laughs> Like you never know what they're thinking. Yeah. Like exactly. Can't trust them. I don't know. They might just like they stand still for a second, then yeah, yeah, they scare me. Anything like that kind of scares me too. Like a spider, when it's just like hanging out. You don't know. You don't even know which way it's gonna move. It could go this way. This right. You don't even know know. its skill set. Can it jump? Can it fly? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, that's amazing. You don't know the skill set. the spider that's very true uh are you a texter or a caller a texter for sure yeah i'm in that boat too uh would you rather spend three hours on the beach or three hours in nature oh um i'd have to go nature i am not a huge beach fan i love like i'm more of a pool than a beach person ah I like the beach, but for oh, three hours is a long time. I'm, <laughs> this is make me sound like I'm scared of everything, but I am a little scared of like open water, Ooh. not being able to see what's underneath you, you know, it scares me a little bit. For me, for me, it's the sand. Like, yeah, the sand gets everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. You bring you know, it with you. Yeah. I'm from Alaska. Na- I go nature. There you go. There you yeah. go. Uh, this one might be interesting then since you're from Alaska, would you rather explore the depths of the ocean or the infinity that is space. Space. I'm so intrigued by space. Ooh. I love it. When I was little, I was like wanted to be an astronaut. Uh, and if I could go to space, I would. Wow. Yeah. Did you see that NASA photo of like the different galaxies and universes? Oh, is that going to change my mind? <laughs> no, it was like, I forget. I think I saw it on Instagram or something. It looked like... It looked like one of those black marble tops, but it was like every speck is a different universe. Right. I'm just amazed by that. Like, I feel like there's just so much we don't know. Yeah. And 
I, I think it's very interesting. That's what I'm saying. Put me in a spaceship. Yeah. Let's go. Sure. Although you might find some crazy ass shit <laughs> in the bottom of the ocean. Oh. Like, right. It, yeah. That freaks me out. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. We're moving on level two. Okay. What would be your superhuman ability? Could be anything. Oof. While you think about it, here's some examples that other people have given. Okay. Okay. Um, like your typical, like flying. Right. Um, invisibility or like the ability to hear people's thoughts. No one's actually said that, but Ooh, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like uh, being an empath, like helping people feel better, huh. knowing every language. Oh, wow. So, that's a superpower? Yeah. Well, so that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be like a superpower. It could just be some sort of ability that right. you could oh, have. Crazy to- I would love to know every language. Yeah. That right. Be- hate myself that I only speak English. Yeah, I know. And whenever I travel somewhere, I'm just like, oh, you need to learn another language. Yeah. So I would definitely go with that. That would be amazing. What, um, what, what was, what would be your first language that you, you would learn? I would love to learn Spanish. I feel like that's the most like applicable one living in the U S yeah. uh, I took French in high school so I could maybe, you know, like ask brush it off and how you are. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I need to learn Spanish. Um, do you have a favorite treat meal or is it pizza? You know, I do eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> like, going to lie. Maybe once a week. We'll have pizza on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know if I, have, I mean, I love the cheesecake factory. Okay. I go there every year on my birthday. Yeah. And I would not knock anything on the menu there. When's, when's your birthday? March 23rd. Okay. So you are an Aries. I'm an Aries. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> Does it? I don't, yeah. I really don't know anything about horoscopes. So Aries is the first one on the Zodiac or okay. are on the, yeah, on the chart. So generally they're like, go get her. Like, yo, we're first oh. on the list. So it's like okay. very like much a go getter, which kind of fits. I like you. that. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. Anything off the cheesecake menu? You know, that menu is like 40 pages. I know. That's why it's great. It's like, what are you in the mood for? Great. Because they have it at the cheesecake. Yeah. Anything, anything yeah. you want. I love it. Do you have a go-to cheesecake that you get? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Ooh. Yeah. Fire. Good Fire. Good one. Um, do you have any hidden talents? Oh my gosh. And by hidden, like only a handful of people know, like your, your members might not know. I am really good at beer pong. Wow. I have really good aim and I don't know where that comes from, but Hmm. I like, I just have good aim, like in baseball, basketball and in beer pong. I know where it comes from. You're a cougar. There you go. (laughs) There you go. There it is. You're you're cougar. That's why you're good at beer pong. That's why. No, I'm weirdly good at it. And it randomly comes up, you know, not yeah. 31. I ver- I don't ever play beer pong, but when I do, I hustle people. I'm it's like, like your party trick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. You and your husband are like, we got next. Yeah. We got next. <laughs> we'll this all night. Um, do you have a current podcast or show movie that you're obsessed with? Um, besides off the wait list. Yeah. Duh. Um, I love listening to podcasts. I listen to um, probably like two or three a week. I'll listen to like, you know, any podcast that has someone that I care about on, I will listen to it. Um, But there's this podcast called The Skinny Confidential, and I listen to every single episode that they drop. Have you heard of it before? No. What is it? So it's a married couple, um, and they are all about kind of wellness, like health and wellness. Mm. And so they always have people on it's twice a week, but they're from every like corner of life. There's people on that talk about sleeping. And then there's people on that talk about CBD and there's oh, dope. Talk about fitness and being vegan and like every kind of different angle when it comes to health and wellness. Um, they have them on and I've gotten so many good tips and I love sweet. Yeah, that's so cool. Good. I love I, that's, you know, podcasts are so fun because they allow nerds to come on and just go. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm like, yes, bring it on. Um, uh, who, oh wait. Oh, 
All right. This is kind of a tricky one. So take your time. Okay. okay. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of musical artists? Oh, and here's the deal. It could be like your most listened to who you think okay. the most influential is. This is your Mount Rushmore. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so you can take it as you want. I think, yeah. If they were the most that I listened to, um, it would probably be Drake. Ooh, yep. Justin Bieber. Ooh. <laughs> He's on mine. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Oh, this is hard. I know, because there's only four spots. Right? Maybe um, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And... Oh my gosh. Beyonce? That's a good one. Honestly, that's a pretty solid Rushmore. Drake, Bieber, Rihanna, Beyonce. Especially think, off the top of the head. Yeah, I think that that's pretty accurate for me. That's that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I think those are definitely in my top. Who was on yours? Sure. Honestly, that might be it. Other than Beyonce, um, I listen to way more Rihanna than Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, but the three that you mentioned before that probably yeah. on it. Yeah, probably. Um, let's see, where are we at? How oh, we're okay. Uh, dream dinner guest. Ooh. It could be real or f- fictional. Rob Deerdeck. Good one. Deerdeck. I love him. I think, well, number one, ridiculousness is the most hilarious show. <laughs> But I've listened to him um, on a number of different podcasts and people don't realize that he's a very smart entrepreneur. I, yeah. Yeah. He started, was one of the creators of DC shoes and he started all these, I mean, he was a professional skateboarder. Yep. He started all these companies and then he's had like three different shows and he started his own network and he's just very smart with the way that he grows his business. And, um, but he's also super family oriented and he's also so funny. Like when you watch him, I just he's think hilarious. he like checks every box. Yeah. I love him. That's a good one. Wow. That is a really good dinner guest, like super <laughs> chill. You're going to have yeah. a good time. You know, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to, you're going to throw back some drinks. Right. I'm sure you know? he's got good stories, but has good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's other than city cycle, where's your favorite workout spot? Oof. Or is it like LA fitness lifting heavy shit? No, absolutely not. It's not. <laughs> um, I don't. It's not. Um, my favorite spot other than City Cycle. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I mean, I love the shred classes at Studio Three. Yeah. Those are so good. I love I've taken your class, Rachel's class, so good. I love the heated room. Um, it just depends like what really I'm in the mood for. I also love berries. Yeah. Um, and I love doing double floor when I've had too much cardio in my life. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. I just like love the loud music, the lighting, all that vibe is definitely my style. Um, and I really want to go check out Solid Core. I haven't taken a class there yet. Me but too. Yeah, Camille, one of my instructors, and Natalie, one of my old employees, works there. And I want to go take a class there. Hold up. Camille, Camille works there? Yeah, she teaches there now what yes yes come camille camille yeah what's come talk to your boy yeah exactly why, why did i not know that you work at solid corn i'm i don't know i'm honestly upset Maybe she might not be on the schedule yet but i know that she's training there that's so cool yeah um i didn't know she did Legree or pilates or yes, I don't, just started. oh that's so rad uh yeah. shout out to camille like yeah <laughs> Camille's Camille's also a double floor queen. Yeah. I mean, all the, all the cycle instructors are because we have so much cardio. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes she'll get up on the tread. Yeah. I'm glad we're taking some time to talk about Camille and Alyssa. Alyssa will come. Oh my gosh. Rock a double tread. Yeah. (laughs) Or a double floor. Um, Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. I can't believe that. Why did I not know that? Yeah. Camille. Um, okay. We're going into level three. This is the last portion. Okay. Uh, again, thank you for your time. 
what advice would you give your younger self? Mm. I love this question. Um, I think I would tell myself that to be a little easier on yourself. I feel like when you're younger, um, and I guess at really age, any you really compare yourself to everybody, right? And I was always, when I was first opening City Cycle, always comparing myself to other studios and other people mm -hmm. that had been open and established for years. And I was like, why am I not there? And mm -hmm. so I don't think it's necessarily bad to compare yourself to other people, but make sure that they are people who are on the same timeline as you, you know, to compare yourself to someone who's five years in yeah. doesn't really make sense for someone who's at square one. True. Um, so yeah. And I think I, you know, I was always looking towards the future and romanticizing the future. And I can't wait to hit this milestone. I can't wait to be here and grow to this. And I wish I just kind of slowed down more and just enjoyed the journey along the way, even if it was like a low point or a high point and just enjoy the moment that you're in and stop always wishing you were further down the road because you're going to get there <laughs> no matter what. So just enjoy the ride a little bit and smell the roses along the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to know like my half-baked theory Yes. <laughs> as far as that, that goes, it's like, if you didn't think that way, would you have made it this far? Mm. like you know what I mean yeah I always think about that because because like for me personally just like peel back the curtain a little bit I do feel like I could be further along if I was a little more <laughs> you know more of That's that it. way you know what I mean yeah and so com coming from the other side I think it you know I think obviously there's always a balance like yeah. there's always a balance and you know, I always hear successful people be like, oh man, if I could do it over again, you know, I take, I take more time and I'm like, yeah. you know, I get it intellectually and mentally I get it, but it's like, also you might not be where you're at. Yeah. If yeah. You didn't have that mentality. Point. It's a great point. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I just remember always being so hard on myself. That's and the thing. Looking back on it. I was now I'm like, oh my God, I was killing it. I was out there on my own, figuring this stuff out, you know, making this dream happen. But in the moment for me, it was never good enough. I always yeah. wanted more. I always wanted more. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I needed to just like give myself some credit. Yeah. But see, yeah, see you used it to motivate. Sometimes yeah. people can take that and just like shut down right? and like not go after what they want to go after. Yeah, totally. Um, what are some short-term goals and some long-term goals that you have short-term being like, you know, like a year long-term being like five, 10 years. Yeah. Um, short-term, I think it's important to always keep growing as a fitness instructor. I think it's so easy to kind of get stuck in a pattern, the way that you do things. And especially mm -hmm. if you are successful, right? You have a recipe that works and your classes are full and people are enjoying it and you're enjoying it. It's so easy to just kind of get complacent with that recipe. And I think it's so important, especially as a business owner and like a leader that you are constantly investing in knowledge and that you're, you keep innovating, even if you're the first one to do something new, mm -hmm. I think it's important to just keep pushing that and keep growing. Um, and it's really easy to kind of slip up on that and get a little, you know, not stuck in your ways, but just you get complacent when things work. True. Um, I think it's important to always keep educating yourself, taking other classes, keeping connections going. Yeah. So you can kind of work on your craft a little bit. Yeah. That evolution is important. Like yeah. anytime Instagram comes up with a new update, everyone's like, what the heck? But then, you know, Right. They get used to it and they love it. Exactly. Yeah. So, Innovation is really important, especially in the fitness industry um, sure. that you need to keep growing. So short term, I always try to work that in month by month, um, you know, carving out time for educating myself. Yeah. Um, long term goals. I think I would love to 
be able to kind of take a step back from the teaching side of things, just because I know I won't be able to teach this many classes forever. Um, I eventually want to have kids and be pregnant and grow a family. And those things don't always necessarily go hand in hand um, with seven, eight classes a week. So I want to be able to really focus on like, you know, how can I still add all this value and get this passion from this brand without, you know, really being in the thick of it. And that, you know, comes with a lot of training and um, setting up your business to be that way. True. So long-term, that's definitely on my list. To be yeah. Able. I mean, that's part of like opening up your own business is that like, you know, at some point, like, you know, I'm working super hard now, right. but at some point I want to be able to, you know, a mark of a successful business as well. Like yeah. you go to a studio somewhere and there's only one or two trainers there that are killing it. And then everybody wants to be in those classes. Um, you know, that's not necessarily a recipe for success. You want to be able to spread your knowledge to everybody and have everyone have that success for you. True, 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 true. Good answers. Um, just a few more, Mm -hmm. what, with anything, what's one thing that you would change in the fitness industry? I think that the fitness industry needs to be less competitive with each other. Mm. Um, and I think COVID actually helped with this, that it kind of flattened everybody to the same level. And we had to reach out to each other, like, Hey, what are you guys doing? What platform are you using? How are you surviving? You know, kind of like, cause nobody knew what we were doing. Um, and that kind of brought down the walls a little bit. And I would love to see that kind of continue into the future. Um, I think that even if a cycle studio were to pop up next to us tomorrow, truly, I really mean this, that I, I wouldn't be threatened. Of course, like, yeah, I'm going to go check them out, but yeah, like I will never work there. So they will never have our secret sauce and they will, you know, are never going to work with me. So I will never have what they have. So I think as long as what you are offering is unique and you are confident and you have a distinct brand that it shouldn't be competitive. I think if someone goes and takes a soul cycle class in California, eventually like that is better for me because it's opening up this conversation about cycling. So when someone drives by, Oh, a cycle studio, I heard about soul cycle. Let's go check it out. It really does all feed each other. So I hope that even after COVID kind of fades into the background that people will continue to be less competitive with one another, the studio wise and trainer wise, and we can all just kind of work together. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's honestly a big reason why I started this podcast was to create these like inner studio relationships, right? you know, like bop in here and there. I think that's wildly important. Like I want to yeah. be able to send people to city cycle. I want right. to be able to send people to, you know, wherever. Cause you know, like everyone's fucking dope. Like, right. And that's you know? what it's about at the end of the day, it's really about like people feeling good. Yeah. And you can't do the same exact thing every day for 20 years. You know what totally. I mean? Got to switch it up. And, and that's why I love the ambassador program with Lululemon too. Like that was so great to be able to connect people. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's important. I think. Um, along that same page, I I've always had this idea of like the Oscars for fitness, <laughs> but not like, you know, not necessarily like best studio or anything or anything right. like that, but just like a, like a, a night where we can all to get together and like kind of yeah. celebrate like being in fitness in Seattle. Yeah. It'd be, it'd just be really fun. Just to like mingle. I think. All right. I'll wait um, for my invite. Yeah. 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 Be like cordially invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your why? Like what, What pulls you out of bed in the morning? Yeah, Um, definitely connection and people. That's the most important thing. And that's why I love teaching fitness. I feel like not every day is it easy to get to the studio and teach a class, but I have never, ever taught a class and left feeling drained. I always feel like it adds to my, you know, fills up my cup and I love connecting with people and I I find happiness from inspiring people. If that's from business standpoint or from fitness standpoint, like I truly find joy in inspiring people to just live better and be better, whatever avenue that comes through. 
Um, and that, that's what makes me happy. And I, I truly love that. And I'm passionate about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I mean, you show up for the people, right? Listen, I ain't waking up at 5.00 AM no. for, no. <laughs> oh, no, hell no. Yeah. For just anybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Last question. Who would you like to hear on the off the waitlist podcast? And you have to help me get them on. Oh, okay. Um, well, I haven't looked through every episode of who you've already had, but I would love to see, have you had Sammy Sweeney? Nope. But everyone's been asking. I, know. I would love to hear from her. I think she, she is a badass, and yes. she has, what I respect most about her is that she has been successful in the industry in Seattle for so long. I mean, yeah. like 10 plus years and fitness is, can be so trendy of, you know, it's easy to have your new business do hot for one, two years, three years, maybe, but someone who can keep a brand successful for eight, nine, 10, that is super impressive to me. And she's done that. And I would love to hear her perspective on that. Done. I'm, I'm going to like, we've, we've talked a little bit about it here and there. So, all right, I'll start harassing her online. It's going to happen. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So next time I tag you on a post, you got to tag her be like, you're up next. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> um, sweet. In closing, uh, let the people know where they can find you, how they can yeah. connect with you. Um, yeah. I don't call it self-promotion because I'm forcing you to do it. Okay, good. So, take okay. it away. Yeah. My Instagram is Lauren T Bowman, L A U R E N T B O W M A N. Um, you can find me at city cycle, Seattle as well, Instagram, and then through our website, you can book a class and then we offer also offer online classes. So for anyone that doesn't live in Seattle, you can go through our website. You can buy one class at a time, unlimited class access and take our classes from anywhere. Let's go, go check them out. City cycle. They're in Seattle, uh, Greenwood area again on 85th and Greenwood ish, uh, right across the street from that Fred Meyer. Yeah. Oh, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Uh, you're amazing. Um, and I'm going to come right soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, right. Lauren. Thanks Thanks for your time. Okay, bye. Bye.